Welcome back to the podcast. We're continuing our conversation with Alicia Berlin, the director of Camp Louise. So Alicia, when we last left off, when we took a break, we were talking a bit about empowering. Sometimes at camp, it seems that campers feel empowered, particularly when they get to go outside of the usual boundaries in a safe and secure way. And sometimes camp can be referred to as a second family. Just like sometimes children find a second family at home, either a relative or a neighbor or friend's family where they like to hang out. And it's in this new family that children watch others so they can learn more about the world. Have you seen this any times where camp has become that second family? Absolutely. I think camp is the family that we choose to have. And I think that campers, even though they're only there for a relative short time, when you think about 52 weeks in a year, and they're there for two, three, four, five, seven weeks, it's very intense. It's more time spent together in a community with other people than they do at school. It's just, it's very focused. And so in that short amount of time, the connections and relationships they're building are very intense. And it really carries them throughout the year. The younger kids don't so much keep in touch during the year, but when they see each other at opening day, it's as if they had never left each other. And the older kids with social media now really keep in touch a lot more. When I was growing up, I remember begging my parents Sunday after 9 o'clock to be able to call my friend, Sharon, who lived in Pennsylvania, to make that long-distance call, and that was our time to catch up when we were a little bit older. And now it's just different. It's different during the year. And all of the uh, reasons why we love to not have social media during the summer actually keep the kids in touch during the year. But I think creating that family is so important. And when I look around even at my own friends and the people who have been important in my life and the people who were in my wedding and who I've had roommates with throughout the years, and they're mostly all my camp friends. And camp friends are just, they're special. They are the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and weddings. They are the people you end up spending a lot of time with and going on special vacations with and enjoying the happy moments and leaning on each other during the difficult ones as well. Sometimes it can be said that when we have a second family, it's from them that we kind of learn some of the most important life lessons. Can you talk about some things that campers learn from each other and maybe even take with some consideration kind of the older campers taking care of younger campers, younger campers learning from uh, just watching what goes on at camp? Sure. So I think that the campers really learn a lot from each other. They are spending those quiet, sometimes not so quiet, flashlight time together at night where they're asking questions and learning about each other's families and traditions and practices. They may want to get involved in something at home because they saw a peer involved in that at camp or a counselor. Maybe they had a counselor who was on the lacrosse team or they had a counselor who played a certain instrument or their camp big sister. We have a program at camp where we pair the bunks together into buddies and their camp big sister was in the play or was on the swim team at home. Maybe they met someone at camp who is in a youth group or who was really involved in their synagogue or doing community service. Or we've had kids who become very passionate about sustainability because they've worked on our farm and in our greenhouse. And all of those things are because of the connections and relationships that they build at camp. Camp counselors are way cooler than parents. 
they are way cooler than Hebrew school teachers. And I think another thing that adds to our great staff and the community that we have is the diversity of our staff. Not all of our staff is Jewish. Our camp counselors who grew up with us, our homegrown counselors, they are Jewish. We recruit internationally, and our counselors from Israel are Jewish. We also recruit in England and Scotland and Ireland and Australia, and of course, all through the United States as well. And when we recruit those counselors, we're looking for specific skills. We're looking for, do they have the skills in dance or outdoors? Are they good with children? Not necessarily, are they Jewish? And so when those counselors come to camp and they want to learn about our community and they want to learn about Judaism, our kids are teaching them. And when our kids then become counselors or become college students and study abroad and they have all these places to stay across the world when they're visiting other people and they're learning about other cultures and learning about all the things that their counselors do and it really affects them in such a positive way. It sounds like it's very important for you to have a diverse, inclusive environment. I imagine even amongst the campers, because not every child is the same, that sometimes you're called upon to make uh, particular accommodations for a particular camper because they have some different needs than the ordinary. Can you talk about some examples maybe where you've had to make some accommodations or some sort of special circumstance to help a child enjoy the summer? Sure, but lots of different experiences that they have that sometimes they want to share and sometimes they don't. And I think that the more parents can inform us of what their kids are coming with, the better we can be prepared for them to make those accommodations and to help them be successful. For example, maybe there are kids who need music to fall asleep at night. They read our screen-free policy and they get concerned that they're not going to be able to have that music at night. We're going to work with the family to help make sure that the camper has that quiet time and has their music at night to fall asleep. Maybe there's a camper who during the day they need some time by themselves and being in a bunk with 14 campers might be overwhelming to them. And so we're going to give them an opportunity to go to one of our sensory areas within camp to spend some time to get themselves together so that then they can go back and be successful with their bunk. We have campers who take medications throughout the day and we have clinic times that they come and do that. And sometimes we have campers who have to take meds at times that are not our clinic times. And we're gonna work with families on that as well. We want to know and we want to learn and we want to work with families. We want to work with outside healthcare professionals that the children are seeing during the year so that we can provide opportunities for them at camp to be successful. You take every child's particular needs into consideration when you figure out how to help them have a great summer. You also have children that are starting camp for the very first time. What have you noticed about their experience? What do you do to kind of help them accommodate, get used to camp, learn about all the, the norms of the, the day and the traditions and so on? Our first year campers are some of my favorite campers. They have no idea what's waiting for them, and they're like a little bit of deer in headlights when they get to camp. But we start that relationship building and that connection with them before they even walk in the gate. And so as soon as the camper registers for camp, 
I send them a handwritten note with a couple goodies inside, a, a magnet for their car or refrigerator, my business card so they have my contact information, and a nice uh, multicolored note with lots of different Sharpies on it, and that I can make a connection with them, talk to them. If I had met them at a pizza party or on a tour, I'm going to say that in the note so that they really feel like the note is for them because it is. Throughout the year, they're receiving other information from us, some other goodies as well. In the spring, they're going to get another package with a beach towel and sunglasses and some other things to help get them excited and ready for camp. And then when they walk in on that first day, they are usually very excited, a little bit nervous, which is absolutely normal. And we're going to take care of them and we're going to take care of their parents as well, which is just as important. Right before camp starts for them, right before each session, the parent is going to get a phone call from one of the people on the leadership team to see if they have any last minute questions that we can answer. And the parents usually really appreciate this. Sometimes they even will talk to their camper and have a list of questions that we can help and we can answer. Once they get to camp, we're going to get them acclimated right away. The parent is asked to fill out a camper profile before camp starts, and that really helps us get to know the child before they even come. And so any information on the camper profile that will help us. Is your child involved in any extracurricular activities? Does your child make friends easily? Is there anything you want us to know about your child? So when that camper comes in on that first day, the camper has already, the counselor has already read the profile and she knows all about the camper. So she can say to the camper, you play lacrosse, I play lacrosse, or you have a twin brother, so do I, or this camper in the bunk also plays piano and you do too. So they're gonna help the child make connections with each other and help the counselors themselves make connections with your campers. And that is really important to us. Throughout the summer, we're gonna pay very special attention to those campers, making sure that they know where they're going, where's the dining hall, where's the health center, how do they get to activities, and checking in on them and making sure that they are having a successful experience. Over time, I've observed that it's so fascinating how the first-time campers from kids who start when they're rookies or later on, within 24 hours, they know just about everything they need to know. Why do you, what do you think is going on there? Because it's not just from someone telling them. What is it that you, you, you have a, an attitude of always kind of taking care of each other, of giving. How does that giving attitude grow and develop at camp? I think it's back from what we talked about with our Needs Out of the Week program, with the values, with talking about including and welcoming and hospitality, really making sure that people are well taken care of. Kindness is a big value we also talk about a lot and just being kind. And I think that that is really important. I think also just immersing themselves into camp is you don't know until you get there. And I think that Parents sometimes are hesitant to leave, but once we can encourage them to say goodbye and leave, and the first thing that the counselors will do is play name games and icebreakers and get to know the kids and help the kids get to know each other. Because as we talked about before, building that cohesive community is extremely important to us, and that starts right away. And so the, the faster we can do that, the more we can build connections, the easier it's going to be for everyone to feel a part of camp. So even that camper who seems a little hesitant at first, oftentimes crying on the last day because she doesn't want to go home. Sounds like giving is an important part of the camp philosophy throughout the year. 
you must hear stories about some of your campers when they're back at school and enjoying some of the, the benefits of the successes they learned during the, the summer camp. Can you talk a little bit about some of those stories you've heard? I often hear from parents all of the great things that the kids are doing at home because of opportunities that they've had at camp. I've heard of campers who went to our greenhouse and then became involved in recycling club back home. I've heard of campers who are very shy and not really willing to do a lot in front of large groups of people, even hesitant to raise their hand in class and then are trying out for plays at home. One of my own, two of my own children actually, who were hesitant to do some of those things are now in the JCC plays at home because of their experiences at camp, because of performing in the dance concert and performing in the play. And I remember one of my kids was in a talent show when she was little, and she said the only reason she did it is because she was able to wear sunglasses and she could pretend that no one could see her. And now she is in the JCC play, and this will be her third year in the play at home, and I truly believe it is because of her experiences at camp. I also hear about children who take the true aspect of giving home with them. And we do a lot of community service and give back at camp. And we talk about that a lot, about Sakuna Alam. And I have several campers who have done mitzvah projects for their bat mitzvahs with giving back. We have everything from activities that transfer over to home, to the values that we have at camp, to campers who want to celebrate Shabbat at home, and maybe they didn't before because of the things that they have learned at camp and the passion they have. We have campers who want to go visit Israel because of connections they've made with Israeli camp counselors. And all of those things are because of the interactions and experiences they have during their summers at Camp Louise. You also direct a staff of hundreds of people from all ages. Can you identify some traits or some moments when you found something that you truly admired in those that you work with? Absolutely. Sometimes when I think about you know, these young kids, I refer to them as my kids, also the staff members, who are in charge of the campers. And I am in awe of the patience that they have and the enthusiasm that they have. And when families are going through difficult times, the support that they are able to give to the campers to help them kind of leave that behind and be able to fully experience camp, but also be there for them during some of those moments where they need a little bit of one-on-one or some compassion. And these counselors who are so young themselves being put in these roles and just far exceeding my expectations. They take on so many roles with their campers. They are parent, they are nurse, they are school counselor. They are cheerleader. They have so many things. They are educator that they are doing with these kids and have such a positive impact on them that these kids then want to go to school where they go and they want to study what they study and they want to play the sport that they play because of the importance that these counselors have on their lives. Could you talk about some particular moments that you saw a counselor act as a a teacher, a coach, a counselor, a, a friend? Absolutely. Sometimes in the dining hall, I'll see a counselor pull a camper outside. Maybe the camper is having a hard time. Maybe they got some 
uh, a letter from home that made them sad, or maybe they didn't get any letters from home that made them sad. And I'll see a counselor outside with a with a sad camper and just encouraging and listening and providing compassion. And then I'll see that same camper skip out of the dining hall later, holding hands with her friends or with the counselor going on to their next activity. And it truly is so remarkable when you think of the age and experience of the counselor and you think of during activities when I'm walking around camp and I see them teaching children. I see them teaching them in our farm and I see them teaching them in our Israel room and I see them encouraging them on the zip line and teaching them choreography. I see the kids learning new instruments and performing on stage and making a basket and scoring the winning goal in soccer and the pride that the counselor feels towards those campers in those moments, it is truly like a parent. It seems like one of the things that you've inspired your staff to do is that they become mindful, that they are kind, and that they have a common humanity that they share with, with all those around them. And over time, you've, you've managed to lead and, and oversee the work of hundreds and hundreds of people. But most of all, you spent a lot of time with campers as well. Can you talk about maybe a story about the funniest thing you ever heard a camper talk to you about or some funny stories campers have shared with you? Sure. When I was a counselor, I had the youngest group of kids my first year, and I was involved in a conversation with a camper telling me about Labor Day, and that Labor Day was when all of the moms in the world had were giving labor to their babies, and that was why Labor Day was called Labor Day, and all the babies were born on that day, and that is was a very long time ago. It was a very funny moment, and every Labor Day I think about that camper. I think about the campers who think that, you know, the camp is this Disney World magical place, and they come in and they just, everything is special and everything is exciting to them. I see them in the farm playing with the chickens, and when the chickens come up and are pecking and they're, they're afraid but they're excited, and the look on their faces, I see kids who are in a water balloon battle during our color games and get splashed with a water balloon and just break out into hysterical laughter. Um, and those are the moments that just make me smile. I look at the pictures that the parents receive, the hundreds and hundreds of pictures every day that go out with the glitter bomb going off or the camper being surprised by the goat that you know, comes up from behind them um, because the goat escaped from the pen and is being caught by the farmers and is being led on a leash back to the farm. And just these moments of surprise and awe are the ones that really make me smile, the unexpected moments that the campers are running up and seeing each other for the first time and jumping into each other's arms. And oftentimes during the summer, I'll use some of those those photographs to write my daily blog. And whatever moment is happening and is captured, and it just tells such an amazing story. Can you share some memory of a story of perhaps some of the most poignant things a camper has ever shared with you? I think that campers who come to camp with a lot of situations that are going on at home or at school with family, with friends, and when they choose to share those with me and with other members of staff, and they, whether they just want a shoulder to cry on or they want to tell us so that it's behind them and then they don't have to think about it for their time at camp, I think those are the moments, those, those one-on-one moments 
that the campers feel safe and they feel that they can share and they feel that people are at camp that they can trust and people are at camp that will listen. Those are the moments that are very special and that I know that campers hold on to and help them help them throughout the year. They're very special. It's often been said that one of a parent's primary concern is to keep their children safe. You keep the children safe at camp all the time, physically safe, emotionally safe. What goes into that? There's so much that goes into their health and safety at camp. I think back to when I was a counselor and a unit leader and we had one social worker who came up to camp every Tuesday. And I always used to think about it and say, you know, problems don't happen on Tuesdays from 10 to three. And we've come so far since then in creating this environment of camper care as such a priority for us and this entire camper care team and putting three counselors into a bunk from the staff wearing ID badges all of the time to every guest in camp has to have a sticker, the increase of members of our camper care team. All of those things we take extremely seriously as we are looking at the health, safety, and well-being of our campers. Another part of that is our health center. We have between four to six nurses and two doctors on site every single week of camp. And we are very serious about what we do in the health center. And we have meetings every morning with leadership from each area of camp, from the camper care team, from the health center, from the residential side, from the program side, where we talk about camp, we talk about campers, we talk about how to make kids successful. And it is a team approach. And if there's a camper who is struggling in one area of camp, we want to make sure that we, are, we have our eyes on that camper and we're aware of what's going on and provide resources for that camper, not just in activities, but in the bunk, in the health center, in camper care. So we're really looking at the whole child and how we as a camp community can positively impact them, not only at camp, but in their lives as well. So it's always important for you to be looking out for ways in which the child can make themselves feel safe and secure whatever environment they're in. Yes. I imagine a big piece of that for you and for your staff is self-care. It's a sense of kind of knowing when you need some help yourself. I guess that's an important lesson that you try and pass on to all the campers, is knowing how and when to ask for help. Can you talk about that some? Absolutely. We talk a lot about self-care at camp and even with staff as well. One of the interview questions I always ask is, how do you take care of yourself? Camp can be a stressful environment. and what are signs of stress in you? And when you see those, what do you do to get rid of them, to de-stress yourself? And we talk about appropriate ways to take care of those things at camp. And we talk about the importance of nutrition and exercise and taking time off and taking time away in a safe and appropriate way at camp. And we do that with staff so that then they can model it for campers. And for campers, I talked a little bit about the Bunk Life program. And Bunk Life is a big way that they can advocate for themselves, whether they want to do it in that group setting with their unit leader when they're talking, or they want to ask for a one-on-one -on -one meeting, or they want to write it down on a form. And we want to provide those opportunities for kids. As I talked about before, we have a sensory area where the kids can go and they can, and staff can go there as well. And we have lots of different supplies and things there to help the campers. And that is what we are about. We want the kids to take care of themselves. 
We want the kids to take care of themselves, to take care of each other, and camp is the best place to learn some of those skills. It's important for you to let the campers and your staff know that stress is a perfectly natural part of a daily life. It's up to those who care about them to teach them and help them learn ways to care about themselves. There must be times when, given all the demands on you, you probably like to get away for a moment or so just to get some time to think something through. Do you have a favorite place you like to go and spend time in camp that's just for you by yourself, a, a favorite spot or place that you find that I'm going to go here and sit and think for a moment? I have a couple of different favorite spots at camp. I do love Solarium, which is our theater in the round, which is right in the center of camp. I love Solarium at night. You can see straight up to the sky and see the stars. And it's a really, it's a great place. It's also the central part of a lot of what we do Jewishly at camp. So our services are there on Friday night and Saturday morning. Our Havdalah services there are there as well on Saturday evening. And it's just a place where the community can come together. In addition, it is also the place where our big color games, our Olympics, end. Although that is a very, um, it's a very different kind of time. It's a very spirited, loud time. It is also one of my favorite places in camp because color games is there too. Another area I like in camp is the senior campfire site. It is also currently where the CIT's bunks are located, and it is a big campfire site with lots of, lots of benches. The CIT's put their chairs there in their summer. And I like coming out of my house and seeing senior campfire site, and especially after a campfire has just been uh, blown out and you can still see the smoke and smell the fire and see the remnants of sticks with some gooey marshmallow on them as well as another one of my favorite spaces at camp. I've often observed, Alicia, when you're meeting someone for the first time, it could be a camper, a camp family, or a staff member. What I frequently notice is how quickly you get to know someone by taking a genuine interest in their lives. You ask great questions yourself, and you get others to share so much about themselves in a very short period of time. I've come to know that you're so successful with these interactions because you have an authentic interest in knowing other people's stories. It just seems to me that you're so open to learning new ways of understanding the world around you. What is it that you've learned yourself from your own experience as director of Camp Louise? I have learned to always assume good in others. I have learned that you never know what someone's dealing with behind the scenes, undercover, and to just be kind. If you can be nothing else, be kind. I have learned that camp, and that, like I said before, even though people are there for a relatively short time, I've learned the great impact that that time can have on people's lives whether they are campers now or they were campers many decades ago when I run into alumni and they share stories with me about times that they spent at camp and the impact that camp itself, the counselors that they met had on them. I talked to people who may have been going through difficult times in their lives and camp provided a safe haven for them that was different from their home lives. And I take all that with me, and I take my, my job at camp and my responsibilities at camp very seriously. And when I stand on the hill on opening day greeting the families, it is one of my most favorite times of camp. When I see the families coming in, the kids running up the hill, their par the parents um, 
sometimes a little slower, telling me that each year the hill gets a little harder for them, or did we make it a little bit steeper? But seeing them every year, and it's, it's really a special time for me to reconnect with the people that I may not have seen in a year. Much of your job is paying attention to others, to learn about their stories, as I said, so you can know how you can best help them, be kind to them, help them and help their children grow. I hope it's okay with you. I'd like to turn the tables a little bit and ask you some questions just about yourself as a way to let others know just a little bit more about you. Sure. What's your favorite snack food? My favorite snack food? I do love pretzels and popcorn. Your favorite Broadway show and or song? Oh, we are big Broadway fans in my family. Uh, Hamilton, of course, is a favorite. We did just take the girls to see Mean Girls and Frozen. As Neil likes to say, they went from 6 to 16. We saw Frozen on Saturday night, Mean Girls on a uh, Sunday morning. And one of my all-time favorites is Wicked, which we are actually doing as one of our New York shows this summer. Do you have a favorite song from all of this, the Broadway musicals you love? I do. From Wicked, um, I believe it's called For Good is one of my favorites. Can you share a most enjoyable or gratifying experience that you had as a kid yourself? I think what I talked about before with getting over that hurdle of being so sad and missing home so much at camp and then being so successful that first year, I was so proud of myself. And I think that that was a huge, huge accomplishment for me and something that I am really proud of when I look back on my childhood. So when you look back and you had that phone call with your mother who said you're going to stay at camp, what is it that you admire most about your mother kind of knowing that was the right thing to say? I know how hard it was for her to say that and that I admire so much that she was able to put my needs ahead of her own, even though that she wanted to come get me. I think that my mom and her mom, my above as well, taught me the importance of family and for that, I will forever be grateful. I remember Shabbat dinners at my Bubs that were, you know, very, very sacred. You never miss Shabbat dinner at Bubs. You could go out afterwards, but you, you, you were at dinner. And we still do that today with our kids as well. Your favorite book as a child? My favorite book as a child is Harold and the Purple Crayon. The best part of being a mom yourself? The best part of being a mom for me is being able to be the person that my mom is for me to my three girls. The most interesting book or article you recently read? I am currently reading The Art of Gathering. I saw the author speak at a conference and I was very intrigued because gathering is such an important part of what we do at camp. The trait in others that you find most unpleasant? I cannot tolerate lying. I myself am a terrible liar, which I guess is actually a very good thing to be. I cannot tolerate lying. Because I've personally had the great fortune to enjoy them myself so often over the years, what's your secret to making great challahs? I'm very heavy-handed on the honey. That is the big secret. <laughs> People would be surprised to know that you... I... I think that people will be surprised to know that I was a CPA, which I know we discussed earlier, but I think when people meet me and they didn't know me before, that is something that is shocking to them. Why do you think it's shocking? The stereotype, I guess, of a CPA, which I apologize to all my friends from college who are CPAs, is just 
a little bit different than my current occupation, I would say. Can you complete this thought? Well, I haven't done so yet. Something that I've always wanted to do is... I am going to force myself to participate in aerial arts this summer. I watched it last summer and it looked amazing. The kids on the silks getting up off the ground and I'm, I'm going to do it this summer. I hope there's a photographer there to, <laughs> to make sure it gets I'm captured sure on film. Be. The first time you remember and or the last time you were reminded about the joy and satisfaction of taking care of children. I think I see that every day with my own children and I get to experience it on a, I'm fortunate that I get to experience it on a bigger scale with parents who entrust their kids to me in the summer. I think that's it for the questions. I could go on and on, but the clock says we're about out of time. Anything before we wrap up? I think the one thing is the same thing that Ellen DeGeneres says at the end of all of her shows. And the thing that means the most to me is be kind. Always be kind, and we'll see you at camp this summer. Thank you, Alicia. As it always is so, I've thoroughly enjoyed every moment of our conversation. I know others surely will as well.